Welcome to the Equip and Encourage Podcast. My heart and prayer is to be an encouragement to you in your pursuit of Jesus and to equip you in the advancement of His kingdom. If you'd like to connect with me further, head on over to my website at pastorjoshleadership.com. Well, hey, welcome to the Equip and Encourage podcast. I'm so honored that you take a few minutes uh, just to allow me to speak into your life. I uh, have a lot of uh, things going on in my life. We had a marriage conference here at the church uh, last weekend. It was just great uh, time to connect. I got to share with my wife a session and hear from my pastors uh, from a session and then some uh, uh, an amazing couple in our church. So that was great. I'll probably get, be giving you guys a link for that once we get it online uh, for those of you married folks or those of you that are looking to get married. Just a lot of great content uh, to connect with. Uh, got a lot of awesome stuff happening this month. going to be speaking at Teen Challenge uh, up in... Uh, Sunrise Teen Challenge up in Lawton area, Lawton, Oklahoma. It's actually Cash, Oklahoma. I always love getting out there, uh, hopefully a couple of times a year. Uh, this year, I'd like to get out there twice and uh, just got some brothers up there that I've connected with. And we're going to Haiti later this month. So, man, lots of exciting stuff. But the thing I'm most excited about is next week I will be celebrating 15 years of marriage with my phenomenal wife, Leslie. And uh, so we're looking forward to getting away. So we will not have a podcast next week. I thought about taking this week off because I'm just not motivated. But that provided a little bit of substance for today's lesson. But hey, before I get into that, I want to share this week's equipping session from my good friend, Chris Jones. Chris here. Hey, I was just listening to this week's Equip and Encourage podcast, as I do every week, and I heard about getting in on the equipping portion, and so I just wanted to do that real quick. Um, One tool that I use pretty often, uh, usually every week, um, is an online tool for sermon building called Sermonary. Um, For me, I've always had a, um, a challenge or I found it difficult to uh, not come up with content uh, to talk about, but organizing that content. Usually I have so much content that uh, I almost have to try to squeeze it in or um, I don't know, it doesn't always work out uh, and flow uh, in a way that's most effective. And so what Sermonary is, it's a online subscription. It stores all of your sermons um, online. It helps you uh, stay organized by blocking out sections. You can drag and drop scripture, drag and drop um, past ideas. So like I'm constantly collecting thoughts um, as I'm driving to work or or whatever. And um, when I have those thoughts, I'll put it in the database. And whenever that thought is relevant for the topic I'm teaching on that week, I just basically drop it in and uh, start building from there. So it's a, for those of you that teach or preach regularly or semi-regularly, it's a um, good tool. I think it's like 10, 15 bucks a month. uh, And it's actually pretty great. So that's what I'm using. 
Awesome. Thanks, Chris Jones, for that great recommendation on Sermonary. I got in on Sermonary a little bit on the, the very beginning of it, I want to say a year and a half, two years ago, and uh, I know they've made some developments in it. I just was too busy to tap into it, from, but from everything I'm hearing, it sounds great. Thanks a lot, Chris, for that. If you have a recommendation, uh, send me a voicemail. Um, send it through a messenger app, or uh, if you got my number, call me, or you can email it at Pastor. Uh, I'm sorry, Josh Andrew Brown at gmail.com. And I will get that on the podcast. Just looking forward to all those tips and tools you guys are using. Just wanted to open up that circle a little bit and uh, share those resources. So get in on it. Well, hey, like I was saying a few minutes ago, I've had a pretty unmotivated day, even this morning uh, during my personal reading time. Man, I just felt very unmotivated. Um, was having a hard time getting into the book I'm reading. Even had a hard time getting into the Word. And I got to the gym, I almost like I was sitting on the bench press. It's the first thing that I do uh, on Thursdays. And I was sitting there and thought, just sit there for a second and said, man, I am done today. I think I'm going to go home. I pressed through, ended up getting, uh, I don't know, I want to say about, I got a 100% time workout in, but but it was only about 75% effort, just not a great workout. I got home, got ready for the day, left. I couldn't get focused during my sermon and prep time that I had this morning. It's just a very unmotivated day. And so I'm just really trying to, you know, dig a little deeper today and do the things that I need to get done. I'm thinking about this trip that I have with my wife next week. That's where my mind is. And and so sometimes if you're like me, I'm sure we all have those days where we just have to dig a little bit deeper uh, to, to, to gather the, the motivation to get through the day. And, uh, you know, sometimes you're moved by motivation and other times you have to move your motivation. And today that's been that day for me. And uh, so I wanted to talk about that just a little bit, just about motivated. Like, what do you do um, when you're not motivated? And, and uh, you know, how do you kind of generate some? And uh, I know a lot of people that are normally not motivated and they have an occasional moments of motivation. Others of you, you are severely motivated and you have uh, days and moments that you're not. For me, I would fall into that second camp. Most of the time I'm pretty motivated, but today I was not. Um, want to share a few things. And the first thing is this, there's a, there's a story In John chapter 4, we're very familiar with the story about Jesus and the woman at the well. And uh, the whole story actually starts with Jesus being hungry, if you're familiar with that story. And Jesus goes to a well, and uh, he's tired, he's exhausted, he's not very motivated. He has this conversation with a woman powerful conversation. I would encourage you to dig into John chapter four. I've spent a lot of my life in that passage, but it says this, his disciples come back. He has this ministry with this woman. She goes away and his disciples come and they were urging Jesus to eat something. Now, uh, if I remember the story correctly, they were out kind of looking for food. And then Jesus says this, uh, response to them when they say, Rabbi, have something to eat. John chapter 4, verse 31. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have the kind of food you know nothing about. And then they thought, did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciples asked to each other. And then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing 
his work. So other words, I'm not really nourished. You think I'm nourished from food. I'm nourished from doing the will of God. You you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say wake up and look around. The fields are ready, ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another harvest, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you did not plant and others have already done the work and now you're going to gather the harvest. So Jesus is talking about harvest. He's talking about working. He's talking about receiving a harvest where we didn't even invest supernatural uh, receiving of, of where we didn't even put the work in uh, the kingdom dynamic of, of sometimes we will reap where uh, we will uh, reap where another man has sown. And I think it's so important to remember that uh, when we're doing the motivation, sometimes it's not for me that I'm doing the work for. Sometimes, sometimes it's not for my kids that I'm doing the work for. Sometimes I'm doing the work that somebody I don't even know will benefit from it. So for me, I find can, can find some great value in understanding, you know what, what I'm doing matters today. I might not even see the fruit of it. The fruit might be for somebody else, but I'm sowing and everything that I do matters, knowing that whatever I'm putting into the ground, it will eventually grow. God is is good on that. It says that in, in uh, Galatians, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, he will reap. So someone will receive that. And so just just remember that when you, when you don't have the motivation uh, to do whatever it is that you need to do, sometimes, man, you're just sowing seeds and understanding that that is also uh, part of of the the work and then there's also a joy in knowing that you've invested in somebody else's nourishment even if you're not connected with them uh directly but i would also suggest this to you that you will reap where you have sown as well you also reap where you haven't sown but you also reap where you have sown Uh, our pastor used to always say when we were serving in El Paso, that payday doesn't always come on Friday. And so, you know, sometimes we just we just have to believe God that, man, it's coming. The day is coming whenever I'm going uh, to receive. Here's, here's another scripture for you. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. So understanding that when I'm working, I'm always working for God. And so if I'm always working for God and God's a good rewarder and he's just, he's going to make sure I'm taken care of then I know that if I'm working for him, that he is good for it. So just keep that in mind. I'm not really working for men. Uh, Maybe you work at a job that you hate or a boss that you mm, maybe not hate, but you don't really like too much. Understand this. You're not really working for the man. You're working for the man. You're working for God. And so just be faithful to do what you're doing. And you're not, look at it as you're really not working for men. You're working for God. Uh, 1 Corinthians 15 verse 58 says this this is powerful therefore my dear brothers stand firm let nothing move you let nothing move you always give yourself fully to the work of the lord again whatever we're doing is for the lord so all the work that the believers do is for the lord oh so good let nothing move you always give yourself fully to the work of the lord because you know that your labor is not in vain. What a powerful, powerful concept that everything I'm doing, I'm doing for God, that he makes sure that I'm taken care of and that my labor is not in vain. Hey, just a couple of practical things for you. 
Number one, I got four little steps here for you. Number one, do what you have to do. When you're not motivated, do what you have to do. What do you have to do? Um, as a person of character, you've got to follow through with commitments. Um, you know, this is a, a great frustration I've had in my leadership journey that I've had with, uh, you know, working with clients and things like that is, man, I deal with a lot of people that are really bad at communication. They'll say, well, I'm going to do this by this certain time and they don't follow through. That can be so frustrating. And the reason why it's frustrating for me is because I make sure that I'm always doing what I have to do. And I, and I always have to follow through with my word. And so beloved, as a person of character, you always have to follow through with your word. So I want to encourage you in that, that you do have to do that. You are bound by the words of the, of of your mouth. You are a man or a woman of commitment. And let me also just say this. Jesus had to do the work of his father. He only did what he uh, saw his father doing. He only said what he heard his father saying. And so listen, the most nourishing thing, just like for Jesus, for you to do is the will of God. It's the most nourishing thing that you can do. For Jesus, this was the case. And for you, this is the case. You find nourishment, not so much in 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 the in the thing that you're motivated to do no 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 you find nourishment by fulfilling the will of God and let me say this that if you don't eat today if you don't eat that nourishment to for today then you won't have the energy or the motivation tomorrow so eat today eat the nourishment today even if you don't feel like doing it you know go ahead and do it it's like uh i heard a talk about a um it's I'll try to link it in the notes, but it's a guy that's a uh, kind of a a veteran, a a military veteran, and his whole speech, he's talking to a college uh, campus, and his whole speech starts off with the first thing that you should do every day is make your bed. And he just goes on about, you know, making your bed, and he's like, because you can have a terrible day today, and you go and do all the things in your life uh, that you need to do, and you can feel like a miserable failure. But when you go home, you're going to see that your bed was made, and at least you'll know that you accomplished that. And just you'll have joy and feeling accomplished when you go to bed knowing that you did something. So just doing something, do the thing that you have to do. Do the thing that you have to do. Number number two is this, don't do what you don't have to do. And so when you're not feeling motivated, don't do what you don't have to do. There's no need, need of beating a dead horse. Sometimes you just, you every once in a while you have to punt. And uh, every once in a while you have to put things on the back burner. If you're like me, man, that is really hard. I don't have the gift of procrastination because if there's something that has to be done, I have to do it now. And some people look at that as a gift. I look at it as a dysfunction. And so what I would encourage you to do is if there are things that you can say, wait, you know, I can't do that right now, then you go ahead and do that when you're feeling unmotivated. Um, just don't let things get backed up. You can't live that way, but that's a good thing to do for efficient people from uh, time to time. Uh, time to time. Number three, take a break. And by that, I, I, we can mean a seasonal break where you take a break from something. But really specifically what I'm talking about right now is doing something that you want to do today. And so for me, throughout my day today, I've had to do some things that were just pleasurable. I had to, to take a break from the thing that felt like it was a grind. And I just had to do something for a few minutes that I found enjoyable. And when I did that, I was able to come back to the work that I was doing and be a little bit more efficient just because I didn't feel like today was totally unproductive and totally a drag. And I found myself being a little bit more motivated motivated to do the work because I was like, I'm really not getting anything done. I need to get something done. And so just encouraging that take a break. And then number four is just get some rest for me this week. 
the whole thing has been I've been really tired. We had a really busy weekend. We had uh, a counseling session, several meetings, meetings every day this week. We haven't had a night at home since I believe it was last Thursday. So it's been a week since we've really had a day that we didn't really have a lot of entertaining folks. And so I've been really tired. And so today I was super unmotivated to do everything. And so really what I need right now is I just need some rest. And thank God tomorrow's a day off for me that I can just get some rest. And now on Saturday, I'll be productive and looking forward to what I'm looking forward to next week as I, as I get away with my wife. So again, just get some rest, make sure that you're refreshed for me. I don't sleep in well, and so I know that if I'm going to sleep in, I have to do it on the front end. So I want to know if I want to get a good eight eight hours of sleep, which I never get, but if I want to get it, then I need to go to bed at 10 because I'm going to pretty much wake up at 6. Even if I stay in bed, I'm going to be tossing and turning. So just a little help for you. Again, do what you have to do. Number two, don't do what you don't have to do. Punt on the things that can wait. Number three, take a break. Do a little something you want to do. And number four, get some rest. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks for the comments uh, that you've been leaving here on Facebook. Uh, again, if you guys have a tip, a tool, trick, something that's working, send me a voicemail. Love to to get that equip, equipment, whatever resource you're using that's really helping you out. It can be even be a book review or something that's really uh, benefiting you, and we will get that on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for your time. Again, we won't be on next week, but we will catch you here in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Have a great week. 